There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles that they never could. This is the road <laughs> to infinity. Hey everybody, uh, this is your host Kyle. I wanted to uh, take this minute to talk to you before the actual real episode starts. Uh, a couple things I wanted to cover. Uh, first of all, uh, when I recorded this episode, we had some audio issues. Uh, the levels for uh, Cassandra and myself were were, were not the same, uh, so we had some problems there. Uh, but uh, Engineer Alice has worked her magic and done everything she could to try and, and level things out. But the sound of this is, is not the best, so I'm just warning you that uh, right up front. Uh, however, the conversation went really, really well, uh, so I really wanted to try and salvage as much as we could uh, so you guys could get a chance to hear it. Um, and the second part was a, a total fail on my part, uh, a host fail. One of the reasons I wanted to have uh, Cassandra on... Uh, is not only is she a great writer, uh, and she is a good friend of mine, and a huge fan of Black Panther, is that she is also a woman of color. Uh, she, I wanted to have her perspective on Black Panther, because I know her experience with it would be very, very different than my own. But, like an idiot, uh, I did not mention this in any part of the episode. So, <laughs> that was a host fail on my part. So, given those two problems. <laughs> uh, I still think it's a, it's a really good episode, and I think you're going to enjoy our conversation. So, uh, without further ado, here is our discussion of Black Panther. Man, I wish I could start every podcast with Run the Jewels. Hey, welcome to the Road to Infinity podcast. <laughs> This is your host, Kyle. Uh, today, we'll be discussing the latest uh, Marvel movie, Black Panther. Uh, so this is the sort of we're at the, the penultimate point. Like after this comes the big one, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, but Black Panther is setting the scene for it, too. So a movie this big, this important, and, and with, as a, at still at this point, still dominating at the box office. I knew I could not do this alone. So I brought my friend Cassandra along with me. Hello. Hey, thanks for coming along. Thanks for having me. I think this is going to be a good one because, because uh, man, what a great movie this is. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty solid. Uh, yeah, it's, it's easy. The, the, the great ones are, you would think it would be the opposite, but the great ones are so much e easier to do because you can just go, remember that? Remember the thing with the, it could be Chris Farley going, <laughs> like, remember the time when the guy? The thing and the thing, yes. I'm looking forward to it. So, um. Yeah. So um, for the comics, I, I like usually like to, to do a lot of history and background of the comics. But the truth is, I'm not I don't really know a lot about Black Panther, not because uh, I wasn't a fan of the character, but because when I was reading comic books, he really wasn't around. Uh, Lee and Kirby came up with the character, you know, back in back in the 60s. He was uh, he was a Fantastic Four. Mm. Well, I won't say villain. He was a, a antagonist, I guess, in some of the earlier stories. But when I was reading comic books in the early in the 80s and 90s, he just wasn't around like they had uh they never he had had a, a long string from the 60s and the 70s uh and then the character sort of faded away as, as a lot of marvel characters do i mean they they have their ebbs and flows and at the time that i was reading he was just you know in an in an ebb um so 
he they they tried a, bu- a bunch of different uh, artists and uh, writers tried to different sort of relaunch it. So there would be relaunches every uh, so every couple of years he would relaunch with a new creative team and it would go about six issues or so and then it would sort of fade away again. They they had a hard time sort of getting. Um, any traction onto it until Christopher Priest sort of took the character on, and that was when it really sort of boomed. Uh, and after that, it, it sort of like a it, it started got, started getting in a really good cycle because you went from Christopher Priest, you went to Reginald Hudland, you and then now to uh, the latest. Like, I think it's uh, Tanetsi Kodis is writing it now. And I'm uh, oh, uh, let me just apologize in advance. I'm probably going to screw up a lot of names uh, because I have an <laughs> no ignorant problem. mouth yes. and I have not done <laughs> as much research as I should. So blame me being ignorant. <laughs> Uh, as we go along through, there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of names that I'm just not familiar with, and so I'll just be probably be slaughtering them. So I'll, let me just apologize in advance to everybody. It's it's me being an idiot. <laughs> That's a nice um, overall statement that is good to just kind of mention all the time. I think sometimes I feel like I I just have to preface it with that. Right. It's it's not. It's like I don't want to come across as anything as like these names are weird because it's it's not that. It's the it's the fact that uh, my my mouth is dumb <laughs> and used to saying my stupid things. <laughs> and so my is it not ready for dumb. like different, like you're putting two consonants together. I don't know what to do with. Yes. Uh, so I, so I apologize for all the great, the creatives that, and, and characters that I'm going to slaughter over the course of this thing. I, 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 I'll do my best to, to muddle through, uh, but the, the, I guess the, the, what really broke open the character for me was uh, his appearance in uh, the animated series Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. He shows up very early on in the run of that show, uh, and he was so incredible. Like he just showed up, and like in the in his first appearance is almost entirely silent. He basically breaks into Avengers Mansion just to find out about them. He gets past every single part of their defense. You know, just because he wanted to know sort of what these guys were all about, like they they sort of come into their head, they like their the, nice. the main sanctuary, their headquarters, the deepest part of the Avengers base, and he's just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> Those episodes were written by Christopher Yost, who also contributed to Thor: The Dark World and Thor: Ragnarok, so he has moved up in the Marvel writing world. So, um, how familiar with were you with the Black Panther character before he showed up in uh, Captain America: Civil War? Not very, because I am one of the nerds who whose entry into Marvel characters is through the MCU, through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I didn't read the uh, comic books. I knew, just because of my intermediate understanding of pop culture, I knew the Black Panther was a comic book character well before uh, Civil War, well before he was promoted in the marketing, but I just knew he was a comic book character, like so many other comic book characters. I knew that he had, by virtue of his name, been born in the Marvel comic universe in the 60s. Um, But I didn't know, you know, if he was an anti-hero, if he was was a traditional hero, you know, what. And so Samar was uh, my first exposure to his you know, how he is and what he's all about. Yeah, I think as most as most people's are. Yeah, it's interesting because the Marvel tends to uh, even have their secondary characters be people from the comic books too. Right. So I mean, like even as a, as a, as I would say a hardcore comic fan, but like a pretty, pretty decently read one, I was really surprised. Like I didn't know Everett Ross was actually a Christopher Priest creation from his run on Black Panther. Like <laughs> this little nebbishy kind of spy guy was actually a, a real comic book character who ran, is still around actually running around the Marvel universe. So it's, it's always fun when they, they go deep into the roster. Right. Yeah. And it's a deep bench. That's for sure. <laughs> so, all right. So let, let's let's get into the movie. Sure. Um, one of the things I like, especially now we're we're in phase three at this point, is that of they, the timeline. 
of the, of the timeline, yeah, Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe, we're, we're in phase three, is that they still are finding really interesting ways to open the movies. Uh, back in the Guardians episode, I talked about how much, uh, like, you go into the Guardians movie and, and the marketing is all uh, 80s mm-hmm. music and, and space and rock and, and you start out with a, a kid at, the, at, at his mother's bedside while she's dying in 1987. Right. It's like, uh, oh, oh, what's, what's happening? It's like, already you're like, Standing up like, right. oh, what's what's happening? Where where are we? And it makes you pay attention and, yes. and lean in. And the same thing happens here. Like we don't start with the battle. We don't start with him. You know, like what we've seen all the previews, him dropping from the sky and fighting the guy, the 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 soldiers. Mm-hmm. Like we start out with a fable, mm-hmm. right? Like the history of Wakanda. And, and ordinarily, this kind of thing would <laughs> turn me off instantly. Like yeah. I don't like exposition right up front <laughs> i don't like voice i don't like words on screen i don't like people reading words that are on screen like <laughs> <laughs> i can understand that i i like I, you know i like i like i was just talking about uh, green lantern somebody today and i said in in the first minute i knew that movie was going to be terrible because that's exactly what happens. Words on the screen, and somebody reads the words to you. A thousand years ago, I was like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> but they found a, a way of doing it uh, in this uh, that is actually really interesting and, and, and sets the tone of like the world. And the cool part about it is not only do you get the history of Wakanda and, and the tribes and, and right. all around, is that I didn't realize until after the movie was over that – that's the story being told to Eric. So Eric is the boy right. saying, tell me the story of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And it's his father, yes. you know, like mm-hmm. basically in their little apartment in, in South in, Central Los Angeles, yeah. telling the story, like one of the many, many stories that he told about his homeland to his son. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, so it wasn't, it wasn't just exposition. It wasn't just let's set the scene. Yeah. It really was a vital part of the storytelling thing. It's just, but it's, it's so good. I, I didn't know that until, until much later. Yeah. It's, I'd say that's, that's one element. And given the lack of full understanding of this world, they really did kind of have to treat it. Uh, and this is, I'm someone who has not, not watched the first or I did not pay attention during the first Thor and I didn't see the second Thor. Um, the first Thor was kind of playing in the background when some friends got together. So I don't know if there was a similar sort of oh, world okay. building that had to take place. I can't remember. But I think for, with with this, with Wakanda, especially with the very bold statement of of having this this nation be the most advanced technology or technologically advanced, the most um, helpful in many ways, it was important, but I'm with you. I normally wouldn't be a fan of the very blatant exposition at the beginning. Yeah. And that Eric kind of hint that you mentioned, yeah. I didn't catch until the second viewing. Yeah, me too. That's where I, I sort of figured it out. I was like, oh, that's what's going right, on. Right, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is one of the, this is one of the, the movies I think gets better mm-hmm. on the second viewing because you get to see so much more. Like I had a much, I, could, I guess part of it is that the first time you're experiencing like it's such a different world and mm-hmm. such, such so, so different than what you've ever seen before. Um, that I was sort of like I would get caught in the the moment. This is important. This is an important movie, as opposed to like just enjoying the fact that it's a good story right. being well yeah, told. Yeah, it's, it's definitely multifaceted. Uh, but then the second time, I was able to put, put that aside and like and like sit down and and like actually focus on the the good movie and find out there's it, it also is a good movie. <laughs> Thank goodness, not just an important movie, but a good movie because sometimes you can get one or the other. Right. It was definitely intricately told in in many ways in in many parts of the movie that kind of went against um, the Marvel 
I, I know some people think of this as a bad word, but formula. Like, there's a reason why Marvel films are successful. Whether we whether we all mm-hmm. agree with why or how or you know care other, yes. other way, there's a reason they are consistently successful beyond the millions of dollars that Disney pumps into hyping them, and that's is that they follow a very clear pattern in formula of storytelling. And um, one of the cool things about this movie, and we'll we'll probably hit on those a little bit as we continue, but one of the cool things is they were able to follow that. Up you know, hitting those comedic beats and having those um, secondary characters really shine and make it an ensemble, even though it's about uh, Black Panther's journey, they're able to do all of that and still tell the story in ways and, and delve into the villain in ways that um, perhaps Marvel, other Marvel movies haven't or, you know, couldn't for whatever reason. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's. Amazing that they could they still have that because it, it is if you if you boil it down it is young guy gets a suit faces another guy who hates him who who beats him and gets another suit and then they both have suits and they fight each other in the end and lots of CG budgets are blown and and you know and the hero wins well, okay <laughs> you know you, I can see that. right yeah and and honestly that's that's something that again each of them each each Marvel. Each, I should say, standalone Marvel movie, origin story movie, whether it's Iron Man or Captain America, um, you know, they're gonna have they've had that mm-hmm. moment where they ha- they get the suit, <laughs> they fight for the yeah. suit, they get the suit, the suit is thrust upon them in the case of Captain America. Um, so yeah, yeah. So so we we finished with the 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 introduction of of the, the fable of Wakanda, and so we get the we we already sort of know the players that there's four tribes on there and then there's one in the mountains and vibranium and, and all this stuff and then and the next logical thing was like okay show us wakanda nope <laughs> <laughs> south central uh, los yeah. angeles 1992 <laughs> and it was like oh again what what's happening right? Where, <laughs> what are we that's like it's, it's another one of those yes. leaning forward moments of like what's going on yeah. right now like <laughs> uh, and it's and it, it's and once again it, it really it really picks up in the days and then we get to mm-hmm. see uh, Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us. Like I, as soon as they they were they were doing the stuff on the map, like he's doing it. I know that voice so well from This Is Us. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like wait a minute, <laughs> that was a nice uh, surprise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and actually, and it wasn't just a cameo thing. He actually had a real significant role that he had to play mm-hmm. in the team. So we get to meet. Uh, we find out that he actually is part of this, the one of the war dogs that he is there sent as a spy from Wakanda. And well, lots of lots of plot stuff it gets in here. But it turns out that he is the brother of the king, and he has betrayed the king to basically bring Wakanda to the war, or to or to arm people in the in the world so that they can actually fight. Mm-hmm themselves whereas wakanda has always been very isolationist like they don't want anybody to know anything about what they do there uh and so then over the course of their they have the lots of betray we don't i, I say i want to do blow for blow because if you haven't seen this movie see this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but and, and and in that thing there's his friend is actually it turns out to be a spy sent for the king and that we can see the guards it's you you get to start seeing mm-hmm. the very shakespearean mm-hmm. Uh, fathers and sons, and and things start to play out. And so, like, it was that moment mm-hmm. that you kind of went, "Oh, that's the kind of story they're telling. They're doing the sins of the father revisited right. the sons, and uh, who will own the throne, and who's worthy of the crown, and who's leader <laughs> leadership versus uh, versus royalty." And it's like, okay, all right, I see where we're at now. So, like, that, now I'm now I'm now I'm on firm setting. It's not just superhero stuff. We're actually super deep, deep. To- and and um, very um, you know, it's a it's a nice. 
opportunity to explore familiar stories, familiar themes in in a way that I think is again kind of similarly done if we, we look at brothers who are who are on opposite ends of the spectrum like Thor and Loki. And in this case it's their cousin. But uh but yeah, I it's it's a hard story that we can relate to and yeah, yeah. it's a very literary and yeah, and so uh, the thing I thought was interesting uh, in terms of casting is they actually got the the actor who plays T'Chaka, who who died in Civil War. They actually got his son mm-hmm. to play him as uh, a younger a younger man. So right, T'Chaka yeah. in there actually is the the actual actor's son. That's John Candy's son, uh, Etawanda. I think his name is. I thought, like how cool. I would guess cool. that. What a great joke, that one. But yeah, it was definitely a nice, cool touch that they that they added because I, I didn't think they, they looked I, I wouldn't have said oh that actor is definitely yeah. with his, his son but it was cool to know that they did that it's like the casting of this must have been hard right uh, good luck they say find me a young forest good critic. luck <laughs> <laughs> wow uh, <laughs> okay but but they did a great job I thought that guy did a fantastic job like that's the thing yeah, like, certainly did. yeah. I, I say that sometimes you know uh, a, a bad performance mm-hmm. can, can set a movie off of there but like I swear like this is like one of the most heavy hitters in terms of movies like everybody in this is just killing it like <laughs> i wish that i could have a part like oh he wasn't clear up to snuff but like every time we get to another actor i'm gonna be like that guy's great that lady is amazing <laughs> <laughs> right yeah they did a they definitely they definitely lucked out i say luck only because so much of this thing called movie making is is luck yeah. along with all of the great talent not to take away from the talent but like man like you said every single person not only brought their A game, but delivered. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I say one of the. There's a couple things that I like. If you have a, if there's a uh, Road to Infinity podcast drinking game, uh, there's two <laughs> things there, people. So get your shots ready, people. Uh, the only thing I always say is that the most, the the the, the greatest strength in the movies is their <laughs> casting. They are phenomenal when it comes to casting, and. And this movie just goes to show, like at this point, they can they can have their their pick of people, but they're still like getting the right people for the right roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other part is every one of these movies is alchemy. It's it's taking the elements that you know this works, this works, and putting together and hoping <laughs> that you get the right thing. Right. It's not science. <laughs> sometimes yeah, it works, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and the Marvel is just they have they have, they are the alchemist guild at this point. They are putting together the stuff and and. Like their their successes are, are way more than any of their failures. Yeah, they're the envy of they're the envy of the industry, pretty much. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and, and it's amazing that no one has cracked their formula. Like they are right? so good at it, and it's like they and they put it all out there, and yet everybody is scrambling to create their own universe and interconnected things, and they just can't seem to put anything right. together. They try, and and someone will figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm, and I hope so. I really hope so, and I think Marvel does too, because that's the thing: is they, as as the dominant force, they're not like DC. Come on, they're like, come on, guys, like, join us. <laughs> come on, like, like we're playing, we're playing triple A ball here. Like, come up. <laughs> Because that, because you know, that's the thing. I think you would, if you ask Kevin Feige, I'm sure he would say, "I'd love to see a great Superman movie. I'd love to see a great Batman movie. Haven't yet, right? It'll come. Like not in the last, not in the last couple no, of years, at least. Not in the last couple of years, not by any stretch. So, all right. So then, uh, the, the back end of the movie. So um, now we we finally are on our way. Well, actually, we're not there yet, but uh, we get our we get our first sort of action scene. So. Let's let's talk let, let, now. I say let's get back to the movie now. I'm gonna step out again. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out the timeline here. Okay, so 
this all happened basically T'Challa has had a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, like basically, this is like, yes. two, like two weeks, like the two worst weeks in in right. his life. So the Wakanda goes to the to Germany to the UN, um, and then there's an assassination attempt. Basically, a bomb goes off, kills T'Chaka, and then T'Challa is basically the heir apparent. So he's right. like not the king at this point in, in in civil war, but he is going to be now. My assumption is that Black Panther and King are not the same thing. I think you can be one without the other because I have a difficult time believing that T'Chaka was running around in the unit. Right. I think, and there's also the element of the, in the comic books, and I only know this from those who read it, um, the identity of, of Black Panther shifts mm-hmm. later. So, yeah, I think I, only because someone told me that do I know <laughs> that uh, it's possible to be King and not Black Panther. Yes. So I guess the question is, were they without a Black Panther for a while, or was yes. his father preparing him and training him? Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking, because he'd already taken the heart-shaped herb, mm-hmm. because we see him being you know superhuman all through Civil War. So I'm guessing that the, his father was still the king, that T'Chaka was still king, and T'Challa was serving as the Black Panther, because he also had the suit. I mean, like, it's, it's sort of, it's a... Mm-hmm. From when he's talking to Black Widow uh, on the park bench, then uh, then the next thing is that he's in the suit. So it's not like I mean he had it with him. Like you know he was. So I I, I kind of figure that they've never really said that, but that was my assumption is that he was already serving in right. And it might have been because uh, they were like I can't I don't think and I I have to admit I haven't seen Civil War in a while, but I don't think it might have been said in the movie. But I don't think but that Wakanda was dealing with a lot of. a lot of drama that that we knew of or that we were supposed to know of. So, I mean, no, no, I don't think so either. The last, the last major incident was, I think, uh, Ulysses Claw stealing the, the vibranium. And that was, mm-hmm. that was a long, that was, that was in the yeah, 80s, 80s. That he was supposed to abandon or no, it was in the nineties. That's right. Cause it was the part of the, it was part of the, yeah. um, the, the stuff at the beginning. So 90s, so early nineties. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, 92. So that, and so, bad. I mean, obviously yeah. they were doing as we know, as the story progresses when, we uh, get to Nakia's stuff. It's, they're doing like undercover stealth missions yes. of some kind, liberating small groups of people. Yeah. But besides that, yeah, it wasn't clear what uh, T'Challa had been doing as far as like the traditional superhero role, like whether yeah. he was saving people like Spider Man does in Small Town, <laughs> or, or well, not a Small Town, but you know, like Spider Man, yeah. like like keeping it hometown, like local right. saving, or if it's like vigilante saving. Is he saving, patrolling like the Batman. streets of Wakanda, keeping yeah. <laughs> stopping muggers and things? I don't know. Right, yeah, I think it, that was definitely not clear. I get the impression that because Wakanda was as isolationist as you said, they yeah. probably weren't having to deal with too much. So he, so we have the events of Civil War play out. He he spares Zemo essentially, and then uh, and then they they move on, and then he and Captain America have made their peace, and he takes Cap and Bucky to Wakanda mm-hmm. as king apparent. Like he's not, he's you know he's king elect. He's not even like mm-hmm. the king at this point, but he goes there. They he gives Bucky to Shuri essentially, uh, and then Cap goes off somewhere. I will find out when Infinity War comes out where he's where he's been from that point. But then after Cap, after Cap leaves, then I feel like then like the next day he gets on the ship and goes to find Nakia. Mm-hmm. So like because I so this movie like when you first see him, I think this is like the next day after he had dropped the, that Cap had left and Bucky was put in 
cryo sleep. Mm-hmm. I think. Am I right? I mean, does that, does that sound right? Yeah, I think. I think that's. I think. I think we're left to believe that the the circumstances of civil war and the beginning of T'Challa's journey. Yeah, out of because I think he says your dad, your father died a week ago or something. It's been a week mm-hmm. or something along those lines. You know, I know it's it's not. It hasn't been. It's not been like six months. I mean, it's it's really pretty close. Um, no. So. Yeah, it's still raw. Uh, so yeah, so then, so then we get to our first action scene. So Chala goes off is off on a mission, and we at first we think it's a rescue mission, mm-hmm. uh, but it turns out it's not <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because the person he's supposed to be rescuing his his ex girlfriend Nakia, uh, played by Lupita mm-hmm. Nyong'o. Uh, is actually like she's actually a deep cover agent. She's like a war dog herself, or or on, or on a basically a, a another kind of a, a mission to to find someone. And she's really annoyed when he shows up <laughs> and blows her cover. And makes her, <laughs> right? She's like on the job. Like I'm fine. I don't need you here. <laughs> it's like oh no, that's not why I'm here. Right. <laughs> so yeah, was, uh, again, Nikia shows up uh, and she's fantastic. Like she already is. Like does not. Like, don't freeze. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he does. Hi. He does, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Black Panther. He's the king, and a parent, and, and, and he is still a dork. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey. <laughs> this is really so, awkward. Uh, Lupita is also, um, also plays uh, Miles Kaneda in uh, the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. So That's she true. was a big part of episode seven, mm-hmm. uh, and then a little part of episode eight. I hope, I hope she gets to do more in the next she one. She seems like a popular um, enough character. To watch but then... Well. I think so too, but now she's now she's got two mm-hmm. fantastically popular characters. Yeah. <laughs> so she's going to be. That sounds like demand. an embarrassment of riches to me, but you know, <laughs> not a problem. Did you ever see the video where she goes undercover at Comic Con? Yes. Oh, it's she's, it's it's pure joy. All right. Sport. So anyone out there, if you haven't seen this, <laughs> and you and you, and you're just having a down day, you want some pure joy in your life. Just just Google Lupita Nyong'o and Comic Con. She <laughs> goes undercover in Comic Con as the Pink Ranger mm-hmm. and just has the best time. And no one has any clue who she yep. is. <laughs> it is. She's it able is, to just is. walk the floor, which yes. apparently I've read and heard is a common. Uh, trick that many yes. of the famous faces do at Comic-Con to avoid being harassed. So yes. I guess if you brave San Diego Comic-Con or any Comic-Con that's large enough to have those those big names, if you see a character who is <laughs> who seems innocuous but is being followed by an ensemble of you know, uh, people who are who seem to be bodyguards slash public you know, you know publicists uh-huh. you know, assume that they're probably famous. <laughs> that's my guess. <laughs> yeah, that's probably good. And you know, if there's a video camera following you around, that's also a nice clue. Yeah, well. another another clue. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they cut together like her 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 day of there too, and it's just like twenty cc's of sunshine. If you need it, yes. it's, it's great. It's wonderful. Uh, she's she's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but she gets to play a little more serious in this one. But uh, so the, he comes back basically saying that uh, you need to be there to represent your tribe. So that, that's the other cool thing about about her character is that she essentially is the warrior of her is it a tribe? Yeah, they're tribes. It the, yeah, it's the four mm-hmm. tribes, right? Right. So she is the warrior of her of her tribe which is pretty cool mm-hmm. uh and, and we're gonna and and that that idea is gonna be explained because then also we have okoye um this thing is like if if this is just a, a regular movie okoye would be my favorite character but there are <laughs> so many great characters this is it's impossible to pick it is very hard. Like I said, I'm, I'm just i'm just gushing with praise about this movie but it's there are 
it almost it's a Black Panther movie, and yet Black Panther is like the least interesting character. It's in true. It. He's like the strength. He's one of the, he's mm-hmm. one of the most interesting characters of Civil War, and one of the least interesting characters just because he's surrounded by so much riches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has true. to be the straight man for all these people. Exactly, he's the straight man for sure. Yeah, and Okoye is great. Like she like as his as his as his completely unnecessary bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she. She had, she had one line in Civil War, and it was one of the best lines in the movie. Uh, and this, she just, she just yeah. and then here she just really shines. Yeah, yeah, she really gets to do something like that. They, I, I, I would be perfectly content with her in her own spinoff movie. Like it just sent her off. I, the next Agent Carter should be a Koya. <laughs> Koya's got it. Six episode miniseries on ABC. I'm telling or you, Netflix. Then, then we can People, really have some make fun. It happen. Yes, make it happen, Disney. You got it. Hire Cassandra to write it. Oh, for thanks. You. That'd be awesome. Nice. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we're introduced to these two strong female characters. Right. And it begins the um, tradition, this very traditional ceremony of mm-hmm. the crown being, essentially, being given to T'Challa. Right. So we we get to see Wakanda, and it's all its glory. It's it's this huge technological marvel with this big, cool uh, stealth shield <laughs> around it. Uh, they have these amazing ships that can go in full stealth mode. Uh, that you can apparently you you fly by gestures, which is <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> They've gone past. You don't even touch anything anymore. Mm. That's that's awesome. So yeah. So it's, it's the guys. So in in that we meet uh, we meet uh, the queen, uh, Queen Ramonda, played by Angela Bassett, who is like uh, one of those. Another fantastic actress that I, I like. I wish she would work mm-hmm. more. Uh, uh, and then we meet the the newest, coolest Disney princess, Princess Shuri. <laughs> Good old Shuri. <laughs> Leticia Wright. If any, if uh, uh, in a in a movie full of breakout stars, I think she's the broke outingest of breakout stars. She she, she is, is fantastic. It, and that's the thing. It's like when you're when you're ranking these characters in terms of um, how did you say that break breaking outest broken outest. Yeah, I guess yeah. Nice. Yeah, so it's an official Kyle term. Terms. Official term. Sure. Um, on trademark. this trademark in the. In the spectrum, it's like, at each moment, there are moments in the movie where you, where each of them kind of usurps each other for a, a yes, moment, yes. <laughs> only to be fun, only <laughs> to be topped by another moment. So it's a lot of lot of good stuff. Yeah, Shuri is a great new Disney princess introduced <laughs> to the audience. I also love the fact that it's it's the queen, the princess, it's the bodyguard, and the ex girlfriend, all powerful women, and all. Give him so much crap. <laughs> I, love, I love the fact there is no even the fact that he's going to be the king. There is no deference. There's no right. yes, my liege, yes, my lord. All of them, they're they're just the four of them are just standing there, just teasing him. Yep. <laughs> and I can't, I couldn't believe it. I was, I could not remember. I, I'm sure I'm missing a middle finger in one of the many uh, Marvel movies, but I feel like Shuri's middle finger was yes. very hey, even for the. Uh, you know, Disney, the Marvel movies tend to be fairly family friendly, and I guess this was just like an unspoken gesture. But I was like, wow, they're really hitting home the uh, yeah. badass little teenage <laughs> kid or early twenty <laughs> somethings, I guess maybe uh, kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. I can't, I can't remember another middle finger being thrown in the. So yeah, if 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 you could think of one, you know. Write us. <laughs> and then Post I guess we Facebook. can just take a shot. <laughs> we'll take a shot. At yeah, maybe, maybe the first middle finger in there. Interesting. <laughs> so, so yeah, we get to the so we get to the challenge. So, so the their their system is that the the Black Panther essentially has to have all of his special abilities stripped away from him 
uh, through ceremony. And then he has to fight any challengers for his throne to see. So it's, it is a, it's a trial by combat. And like those are the strongest will survive. So they go through all of the, all the tribes at each of the tribe, including the, I think there's his, his best friend Wakabe is there played by Daniel Kalua, who is so fantastic. Yep. And, get and out. it's interesting that he plays probably one of the least favorite characters. In yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those like, yeah, oh, you turned against your so friend. So easily, too. Right. <laughs> so the yeah, so the first opportunity. He, he had that knife for a while before he planted it in his back. So each of the mm-hmm. groups... He had that bloodlust. Yeah. Each of the groups say they will not They will not challenge. And then yes. the last the tribe mountain tribes. <laughs> with an amazing entrance. The mountain tribes. Yeah. And so... And with, yeah, with their... And they, I gotta say, that, that mask... That yeah, he's wearing is really creepy. Uh, it's got the the like just the way like the way it like sort of has the mouth open and you can see his mouth inside mm-hmm. it. I was like, wow, that's real. That's really intimidating. And of course, they're they're huge and they mm-hmm. have their chant and uh, everything. Everything about that is intimidating. And so we meet Mbaku, played by Winston Duke, uh, leader of the Mountain Tribe. And I, I say Marvel ha- makes a lot of fantastic decisions, and this is one of them because in the comic books, Mbaku is his name. His superhero name man is ape. the Man Ape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some things don't Not age well. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they left that away, and, and and the fact that he never wears a giant white gorilla uh, suit also. Yeah, a good apparently, choice. and he bathes in blood and stuff, and eating flesh. Oh, oh. So oh, that joke suddenly yeah. makes more sense yeah. now. The yeah. joke, the, the vegetarian joke. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah the more you dig in on man ape the, the less you want to know yeah they, they, they made all the right decisions yeah. when they re, uh, revamped the character for the mc uh and yeah then uh so this is uh, a little a side note thing at the end of his challenge you know the we will not have it uh he says praise to hanuman mm. And I didn't know what that mm-hmm. was. I thought there was another deity or something like that. So uh, I found I, I was trying to find the article so I could share with everybody. But I couldn't find it uh, in the time I had to, to look. But it, it basically, Hanuman is is actually a a, a real mythological uh, deity. Like and there, and there's a somebody had wrote a really really fantastic article, basically saying here's who Hanuman was, and here's why it's important that he said this. So I'd say go do some googling because it was really it was it was really fascinating. Like is the, this the the word that was edited in Indian? It is. It is in the Indian screenings. Okay, that's right. Exactly. Okay. I do remember seeing that on social media that there was right. a, a little bit of an uproar about it because I guess it it would appear to give reference to one uh, denomination, I guess, of faith over another in India, and yes. so rather than deal with that, they were like, let's yeah, just cut into a yeah. lot of a lot of controversy. The article I had read was right before it was it was a, a person who like this this is one of his uh sort of mm-hmm. like his favorite deities I guess you would say in in, in, a, in, a, in his tradition there's there's a lot of them and stuff and like like Hanuman mm-hmm. is his guy and he was like so excited mm-hmm. that a Marvel movie had shouted mm-hmm. out his his spirit you know like and so he wrote a, a, a really terrific article about how much that meant to him and, and who Hanuman was and why and, and basically Hanuman was sort of like a little bit like when well, I say I don't want to say a little bit like that but he is a a, a monkey aspected god. Mm, okay, yeah. Uh, in that in that tradition, that makes sense. So it it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, contrast. So, so so we get a, a terrific fight scene. Now I was a little worried because the the first action scene uh, with the soldiers was good but not mm-hmm. great. It was I, I was I was a little worried because Rand Coogler has 
has only made a couple movies and he's never really done a full-on action mm-hmm. movie before so i knew he could handle the drama but i didn't know if he could handle the action so that first scene was like it was adequate it was okay like it was it, it did the job but it wasn't like well, so there's a lot of sort of the, the michael mm-hmm. bay hyper editing stuff which always annoys me that they just cut right. away after half a second but this when you get to see the two guys facing off against each other <laughs> is so great because <laughs> he sets the stakes he sets the terms you know what's at stake and then ongoing threat of like they're they're fighting each other, but also the mm-hmm. ring is getting smaller, right. <laughs> and there's a waterfall behind him. It's just like everything is just like upping the stakes, upping the stakes, making it more just raising the tension, raising the tension, raising tension. And yeah, at this point, you know our heroes, you know our right. heroes going to win, but at what cost and how will he do it? And like and like how close is he going to get? Mm-hmm. And the answer is he's pretty freaking close to to not getting it. Uh, and but also then the, the, in that it's not just about winning; it's also about how he wins because he didn't kill Mario. Right. He says, "We need you." Like you know, to, you know like basically, he's talking to the him. tribe. Need you? Yeah, the tribe needs you. He's talking to him, leader to mm-hmm. leader. Like this is this is the important thing. Like you need to, they they need you for this. Don't mm-hmm. don't throw your life away just because of this. And that's that we get to see a lot. That shows a lot of character on T'Challa's side too. Right. Like. He's already thinking right. like a king because because uh, uh, later on when we see this this same scenario play out, <laughs> it doesn't go the same no. way. Not at all. Which also, I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna say it calls into questions. It calls into question to child's fighting skills. I'm just gonna say that, and I'm gonna <laughs> which is sure. okay. So this is the perfect pivot point because the movie cuts away and we meet Killmonger. So. Uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, playing uh, Eric, aka Killmonger. I don't, uh, I don't remember what his what his actual Wakandan name was though. It's um, in, it's Mboku. It's because his his father's name is Mjobu, and uh, but I feel like the name they're yes. very similar names. So uh, we're so so we get to we get to meet him. So I, I mean I, I don't know. It's a, it's it's very early on in the movie, obviously, but like already. Mm-hmm. Going into this, it was sort of like, oh, this is going to be good. Like Michael B. Jordan, like like from the the casting of it, like oh man, him as a villain, that's going to be really cool. Like the 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 look we see in the characters, the design, mm-hmm. just the clips, like oh, this is going to be good. And it was so far above even that. Like <laughs> I think I like I, I have been long saying yes. that Marvel has yes. a villain problem, and they've had a villain problem all through Phase Two and into Phase mm-hmm. Three. And they have solved it. Like <laughs> they have finally figured out what made Loki work, or something. And then did this, or, or had enough uh, vision of like, hey, maybe just a guy who wants to destroy the world isn't really the best thing. Make the stakes personal, and it really counts. Because Killmonger, I think, is one of the best, if not the best, Marvel villain they put out. He is great, and one of the things that's great about him is not only great performance and great look. But he's not wrong. Right. That's what makes it such a powerful portrayal of a villain is right. uh, most of the time it is very, very clear that the villain is wrong. And that goes for most yes. big budget action movies in general, not just Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, it's it's normally very, oh, no, no, very yeah. clear. Uh, they're just so off the wall. They're so from so out in left field. And in this case, by uh, bringing especially what Eric embodies and what he is fighting for um it is very contemporary uh it's something that most audiences i think regardless of ethnicity and nationality can agree with and that is that's what makes him really powerful even if it weren't a somewhat uh well not even a somewhat a very socio-political stance um yeah 
So we we meet in the in the museum. We meet Eric Stevens, aka Killmonger, aka Injataka. Yes, in yes, I was. Yeah, I just found it. Says it once. I, I don't pronounce yeah. it that again. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but J A D A K A Injataka. He, he only says it once when um, identifying right. himself in the throne room in Act Two, but yeah. So that that whole scene is is terrific like him talking about the artifacts and what it is and like where do you think that mm-hmm. where do you think these originally came from mm-hmm. like they don't belong to you <laughs> already you're like oh okay it's like this is a a smart passionate mm-hmm. uh serious badass already like but he is not just there to <laughs> just kill and like he even though he's killmonger okay. he has definitely has has an agenda set and so then we see uh, andy circus come back as mm-hmm. claw uh, who showed up first in uh, avengers age of ultron yes. um, uh, he's, he's much bigger in this movie uh, so i don't know if that's just one of those like hey this is your last time as claw just go nuts it's like of all of the performances his is the yes. highest like I, I i i wish that they were able to bring him down a couple of steps because he's so wow the whole movie <laughs> <laughs> He's a caricature of a villain, <laughs> like in, in many ways. It, it kind of is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because because next next to uh, what Michael B. Jordan is doing with Killmonger, it's mm-hmm. it's so it's big. Maybe that's why they felt because all his stuff is very like mm-hmm. it, it's just contained. Right and maybe that's why they felt comfortable letting uh, Ulysses Claw be so net bar <laughs> because uh, you know as a as a compliment to Eric. Yeah, but yeah. yes, big big is the best way to describe that performance. Yeah, it's very big. And I'm I'm a big Andy Circus fan. I love him in everything he oh, does. Oh yeah, he's so talented. You can tell he's having a ball, and he gets some of the biggest laughs mm-hmm. uh, in, in, his, in his time here. But it's yeah, I feel like the, it's a it's a very big performance. Mm-hmm. It's a fine line. It's a fine line with the the comic. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, because oh yeah. Speaking of which, okay, so Claw in the comic books is wildly different than this like i like they 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 made him a an arms dealer and that's fine like and and you know he has like the the mechanical mm-hmm. arm that opens up into the all great like all fantastic it fits in the marvel series so <laughs> the claw from the comic books has the same history of obsessed with vibranium because of its sound property because he eventually becomes a bright red and pink being of living sound with a big uh, metal horn looking thing on mm. one hand. Like he, <laughs> he's really, really yeah. comic booky. Like there's no way they could do any, anything even close to that. So this was a good, ver- a good yeah, choice. Yeah, they had to change that because <laughs> that would not read. Yeah. That would not read well at all. Uh, no, no, not at all. So we get to, um, so we get to the, the casino and everybody, and uh, again, like the, if, if uh, to, to do, to do your homework after this, uh, Ryan Coogler actually did a video sort of tutorial about this scene yeah, right. with, for Vanity Fair. So if you go to Vanity Fair's wet YouTube page and he breaks down this whole scene with like a teletype or like a, oh, I can see I'm not a sports person. The the thing where they write with the pens on the screen, whatever that's called, he does that. So they'll they'll play the scene and they'll stop it. And they'll say, oh, you see what I'm doing right here is I'm doing this and nice. doing that. Like like he talks about the costume choices, like the fact that the the three the three of them are dressed in red, green, and black, just like the African flag. Mm, that's cool. Cool symbolism. Everything, very deliberate choices all the way through about how they fight. All, I mean, all these great things. Like he talks about how um, Koye would never touch a gun. Mm-hmm. Like she thinks it's unclean, but. Kia has no problem at all because she'll fight with anything. And he shows in one scene, she she punches a guy, 
grabs his gun, shoots him, and then pulls off her shoe and beats him with it. Because <laughs> <All right. laughs> she's a spy. Like she's like, she'll, she'll use anything she can get her hands Everything's on. Everything's a weapon, yeah. And, you know, exactly. And Koye like, has her spear, and she's going to use that because that is her mm-hmm. weapon. Um, yeah, and then Black Panther being Black Panther. I'm gonna but, have to look for that because I did. I do remember seeing that trending, and I didn't get a chance to look at it, but it, it sounds cool. Yes, it's 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 very good, and it's he built a miniature of the scene. He had like action <laughs> figures, so he could like show everybody how he wanted to shoot it. I mean, nice. like yeah, it's I uh, I can't wait for the uh, the time we're recording this. The digital or Blu-ray is not out yet, so we can't get in all the uh, the behind the scenes stuff. It's just what you're able to gather during the right. The, the publicity tour um so so uh lots of plot stuff happens in the in the casino and then all hell breaks loose uh huge action thing we get to see a lot of them mm-hmm. uh going around uh, the music really kicks up or anything it's a fantastic score i've been listening to that for the last couple of days uh and then they they break out of the club and get into oh, the best action sequence in the whole movie <laughs> like yeah and, the, and of course it's great, a car chase. But, oh my god this chase scene is unbelievable there's so much stuff going on in this uh shuri piloting a car from wakanda (laughs) him riding on top of it and the girls in their own vehicle and i mean it's just the moment after moment after moment are are just like uh throwing the throwing the spear in front Mm -hmm. and destroying an entire car (laughs) (laughs) the kinetic suit and uh, discharging it and oh man yeah it's uh it's it's good it's, times. It's good times. So, so this uh, I was like I was like okay good like he knows what he's doing uh that or he has he has done the great job of a director which is surrounding yourself with incredibly talented people mm-hmm. uh who helped him assemble that kind of stuff regardless that whole scene everything about it is is terrific it's one of the best marvel action scenes i would say i'd put it right up there next to the overpass scene from winter soldier which mm-hmm. is another one of their best ones too it's yeah it's just terrific and and lots and you get to, and lots of storytelling going on in there too. If you can see how they all work together and and their different mm-hmm. styles and things. Yeah, too. it's good stuff. I'm not someone who normally is like car chases or even hand to hand combat, but it's a part of the superhero genre. So it's like you know I appreciate when it's done well yes. and when it's done in a way that's fun. And yes. there are uh, quite a few fun moments too in that, especially when when they uh, when the car is pretty much disintegrated and it's just the two yeah. of them. Riding down <laughs> in the pieces, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the pieces yeah, that are left they slowly slide and stop, and then Ross pulls up to pick him up. <laughs> and I also, I also like that uh, when they're riding along and uh, they're shooting at him, and Okoye is just so disgusted that they're shooting by at the her. guns. Like, so primitive. Not worried. She's just like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's some good stuff there for sure. Okay, so. So let's let's take a step back then, and I always like to to look at it from the villain's perspective. So Claw has one agenda here, like basically he's everything we see is is basically like what his what he believes the plan is, which is get a piece of vibranium, sell the vibranium, make money, you know, sell more guns, have lots of fun, drop my mixtape. <laughs> right. Um, so then, and he thinks Killmonger is just along for the ride to do exactly that. So Killmonger's plan is to draw the Wakandans out. I don't know that he knows what's going on. Does he knows that like uh, T'Chaka was killed, I'm guessing because he read the news reports and thought now's my time. I always wonder every time one of the things as as like we're both writers, I always think why now? All these things are happening, why is it happening now? Mm-hmm. And I I can't figure out what Killmonger's thing is for now. What was it the moment that made him go, 
yes, this is my time to, to strike. I guess. Is it that's a young king? Is it supposed to be Yeah, I kind of guess it, he, he's striking while the kingdom is in disarray, I guess. You know? If that's the case, this is, this is like, a, this is like you know, uh, armchair screenwriting, but if that's the case, why didn't he challenge on challenge day? Because mm. he knows where Wakanda is because he flies from South mm-hmm. Korea to Wakanda in a very small plane <laughs> in a very short amount of time. Yeah, well, yes, what are you do? But he knows where it is. So he knows right where to get there. Mm. And uh, and he has essentially, he brings along the thing that will get him in the door. He could have done that mm. oh, you know, days previously during the challenge. I, like, now, from a, a storytelling perspective, we need to see the fight. We need to see T'Challa winning the fight. We need to understand what Challenge Day is, what it means, mm-hmm. and how how it happens on a normal basis. I get that, but I don't see because then as soon as he shows up and they have their confrontation, it's it's now, I want to challenge him now. It's like, well, well, Challenge Day. They even say well, right. Challenge Day is done. It's like, well, yeah, but he, he has a claim to the throne, so it's fine. But like, I, I just get the movie logic of why he didn't do it on Challenge. I, I understand from a screenwriting he perspective. He needs Claw's resources in order to further. Yeah. I, well, I guess all he, all he needed was the body. Mm-hmm. Like he show, like say he shows up in a prop plane with a with a with a body. And bag. I'd like to think that wasn't always his intention. Because my question would be, how did he know that that was such a sticking point? That's very true too. Like, how would he know that they were after Claus? So much is it because because he was not there in the whole casino thing. He was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. And he wouldn't. Well. I mean, unless... Because he, he springs Claw and yeah. gets him away because he basically needs him because he needs the body. And unless his father told him about what happened to Wakabi's family, yeah. he wouldn't know that that was going to be the ter- the, the token to mm-hmm. get an ally on his side against Air, uh, against T'Challa. So, um, yeah, I mean, those are those are going to be the, the sticking points, I think, in yeah. terms of anything. And maybe they have, maybe uh, Mr. Kugler has an answer for that. Maybe there are deleted scenes to answer. I mean, that's that's the thing is when you watch the like I say like at this point we've not seen right. any deleted scenes or anything. When you see the deleted scenes of Winter Soldier, you find out how it is that Black Widow can suddenly transform oh. her appearance into another woman because that was part it was a deleted scene. That's like oh that's why all of a sudden she has this magical thing that goes across her face because Nick Fury gave it to her. We didn't know that when we saw the movie. So maybe there is more plot stuff in here, and they just right. went eh. Let's just get. Let's just keep. For pacing, yes, um, but yeah, I mean, whenever possible, whenever those the questions you and I pose mm-hmm. cannot be asked, it don't be best. But we're not the ones that make those decisions, so I'm just going to leave that to the professionals. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is this is yeah, this is always the, the armchair quarterback Absolutely. portion of it, where it's like I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to, to destroy everything. I just I'm, I'm no, honestly was, like I, I don't know why this happened. If I missed something or not, it was a question that came to my mind on the second viewing. So I mean, and and there's no such thing. I don't care who you are or what movie it is. I don't think there's any such thing as a perfect script because, no, like oh, you said, it's not, not science. So so that's one of those things where I'm like I'm okay with that being unanswered because the the bigger picture is so, is so powerful and so wonderful. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on those questions. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. The movie is so strong that it's like, there's a lot of times where 
you puncture a hole in something and it's sort of like the, everything kind of falls apart. Mm-hmm. The house of cards thing, you pull out the one. And you go, this is not the case at all. I, I, I don't, I, I'm of the uh, optimistic view that the answers are out right. there. Right. I'd love to <laughs> that. That there is that. in a draft, in a deleted <laughs> scene, in a commentary that it will all be explained. And, mm-hmm. and I'll just be like, okay, great. I think it is. It's just one of those things mm-hmm. where I go, how did mm-hmm. he know? When did he? <laughs> Why didn't he? Like just those kind of yes, little, little for sure. things. But all all secrets of the family have been revealed. My father was killed, and I like and I have the claim to the throne, and then they have the big. So we get to see the battle played out in miniature instead of everyone there. It's just the the crucial players, and we get to see like this mm-hmm. is someone who's clearly on his same level, if not superior to him as a fighter. So mm-hmm. Killmonger, and interesting. Like I actually found some of the the comic books of this, uh, and and the the fight how it happens is very very similar to how it goes in the comic books like in that there's a couple yeah. of small pieces of dialogue but like uh, over the falls and dropping them into the water i mean all that stuff was like right it like even had a couple of the angles were like just like what the comic book panels were so they oh, really that's that. cool. killmonger is much more mwahaha though like he is much more <laughs> of like the I will take Wakanda for my own, and I will destroy you all. I mean, he's and he's much older. He's very much of like right. a, you know, you're, you're, with a name like Killmonger. Oh my gosh! Yes, it says all. But T'Challa is defeated, apparently killed, and thrown over a waterfall, uh, and Killmonger is now uh, king of Wakanda. So, and the first acts after he has his his uh, uh, encounter with his father. So we got to see. I didn't mention that before. So uh, T'Challa got to meet T'Chaka. In the in the uh, the spiritual I don't know what they, what they call mm-hmm. that the Serengeti the their their little uh, mm-hmm. spiritual uh, mm-hmm. place and then have and basically talk to his father about being a good leader and all that kind of stuff and and then now we get to see what happens when Killmonger goes in there and it's a very different situation mm-hmm. he is not on the on the planes he's back in his apartment of when he was a kid and his father is there and you get to see it's it's a very interesting scene yeah. because you can see it's it's almost like there are two timelines crossing like it's what happened before and what's mm-hmm. happening now mm-hmm. like they're both sort of talking cross purposes and they're really not hearing and each the, other the way visually that was told where you've got the spiritual realm in the background but it's placed in the foreground of their you know uh compton apartment um mm-hmm. or oakland i should say sorry oakland um you know they they this is the place where yes. our villain became yeah. the most beyond his sociopolitical stance you really start to relate to this mm-hmm. little boy this man who is grieving mm-hmm. the loss of his father you know almost 20 years like over 20 years later and he's never recovered I, we're left to believe that that he was the only family he had because we don't know where his mom was in the picture if she had already gone or what that's left to our imagination we know whatever his his history was it was rough it was rough and so this is where uh, uh, and they've done they've done this to varying degrees with villains even with outside of the mcu and other mm-hmm. big big disney movies like star wars and such but you know having that dynamic of little boy and man and just a single tear like he, the boy doesn't cry because of his rough life but then toward the end of the scene the mm-hmm. scene eric has that breaking point where he finally lets a tear fall and he says i'm gonna butcher the line but he says mate you know mm-hmm. because his father says we're, they would say that you're lost they would say that you're you're lost and he says well maybe you know, we're not the ones who are lost or something like that, or maybe they won't find us. And it, and I think that that poignance of that, again, continues to mm-hmm. subtly call into question the validity of Wakanda's stance, the the integrity of Wakanda. And 
mm-hmm. the fact that he comes out of that ready to fight and, and you th- and you think you think he's you know you're still you're still kind yeah. of, at least I was still very much moved by this this moment and you think oh maybe this is yeah. and a father not connecting right with his son. even though the son is so desperate to understand and so desperate to yeah. to be connected to the family and you think for a split second I thought oh he's gonna have a moment of doubt about how he is taking on this position and sure enough he's just like burn it all <laughs> Now they, they make they make a point of the fact that that's his, his special ops mm-hmm. training is, is destroy that kind of stuff. Like there mm-hmm. are no kings after me this up too. But I, I don't the, the, I get this from the the screenwriting perspective or from the studio perspective, I don't understand the purpose of that. So it we're meant to think that okay, we we as as fans know that mm-hmm. T'Challa is alive somehow. They're like, okay, then now he can't he can't come back. He can't have his powers anymore because the powers have been destroyed. I don't know what the the world part of it is, the the reason for burning down all of the heart shaped leaves, because is it to make so that in Infinity War they can't just give those to everybody? <laughs> here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. Line I have up. to guess as a, a novice to this entire element of things in terms of the superpowers and whatnot. I have to guess yeah. that it raises the stakes in a broader sense in that T'Challa can never have his powers. The state the, 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 the saying that uh, Forrest Whitaker says that people joke about on Twitter, the strength of the Black Panther can never be stripped away from him again because it can never be replaced. That mm. was the last. Now, of course, the cynic in me and having heard how in the comics Black Panther's position is shifted uh, later in the series, I'm like, they're gonna find a heart-shaped plant root seed, something, and you know, someday <laughs> it's gonna like pop up, and it'll be a big surprise. It'll probably be after the end yeah. credits of Infinity War <laughs> that we'll find the heart-shaped, yeah, one <laughs> bloom. You've heard one it here first, bloom. guys. <laughs> Mark your calendar. It's gonna be there in April. Um, but yeah, I, I, the second me was like, it's not the last of it at all. But I do think, I, I do feel like. That was was part of it, and I and I could you know as a screenwriter justify that decision, thinking that Killmonger's motive was to make sure that nobody could equal his power again and yeah. challenge him. Yeah. Challenge so, him. Yeah. but but yes, it was a he's just yeah. an asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but then we get to see him uh, as a king. Like for a moment, sit down. Like that that I mean, we didn't talk about mm-hmm. the accent. I, I love the Wakandan accent. Uh, and it's so interesting to hear mm. Chadwick Boseman, who goes can go American or British easily. He can switch by the, to switch from that and then go into Wakandan and then back out again. It's, it's like, oh, do the trick again. <laughs> like, it's so cool. <laughs> that, yeah, Americans aren't exactly known for our ability to uh, to do no. all of those accents. So it's nice that he's uh, doing us proud, especially, you know, being from uh, Los Angeles, which is probably one of the most... Um, What's the term? I mean, Midwestern accents and American Midwestern accents are known in East Coast, but there's something about the, um, there's a term for the Los Angeles, for Los Angeles and even our accents being Arizona. There's a term for our accents, which is definitely, I think, hard to undo. (laughs) So, Yeah, I like the fact that uh, Killmonger doesn't even try. Like he is just like, like, eh. 
Yeah. Hi, auntie. Hey, auntie. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kill all that noise. So, like, he is yeah. like. <laughs> but and so we get to see sort of his and his plan and what his perspective is, is like arm everybody, armed revolt. Let's tear this all. Let's tear Anarchy, it all down. Yeah. And, and, exactly. And, 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 and on the one hand, you're like, okay, people are going to die. That's a terrible thing. But the other hand, it's like, yeah, but his reasons why is pretty solid. Right. Like, he's like, Oh, we kind of that's all stuff, and they have been. Yeah, they have been like, pretty stingy. You, know, you kind of sit back and go, "Huh?" Like you can, you can kind of see even in the council too. They're kind of going, mm-hmm. "Oh, yeah, that's." I mean, that this guy's true. crazy, but he does make a good point, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's the thing. I always, I always say that one of the always the best villains are the ones where you're like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Then we kill everyone. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. Right. <laughs> like, I was with you to that yeah. point. And his his plan was very much um, well. I guess. I mean, he was following in his father's footsteps. He was basically like, no conditions on in yeah. terms of who's joining us. No, no uh, limits to the damage that you do. No, um, you know, standard operating procedure. No prisoner of war discussion. It's just like give them all the weapons and let them mm. let let fate hammer it out. You know, and it's like yeah, so irresponsible. Yeah, <laughs> so and so and so we have uh, we have uh, the the queen, the princess, and um, and the ex girlfriend. I, I I I feel that diminutive saying mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, but it's just a shorthand. Uh, fleeing to the mountains to Umbaku. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, oh! Before we yeah. before we talk about that, I think it is we would re- be remiss if we didn't talk about the discussion that Nakia and Okoye have. Oh yeah. yes, where is your loyalty mm-hmm. lie? So, I serve the throne, no matter who's on. Yeah, it. yeah. because that's something that I think, yeah. and now this could be a totally broad generalization, but as someone who's not in the military per se, who I, and this myself mm-hmm. has not ever had to make that. Uh, that distinction of loyalty in terms or like the secret service or, you know, that kind of thing. I've, I've never had to do that. Mm-hmm. I can intellectually understand where she's coming from, but I definitely, and I, and I, I really appreciated that we had these two sides, uh, both equally uh, uh, zealous in their love for their country, but coming at it from different angles. But I, I mean, I definitely was all about Nakia. I, I was like, Okoye, you're going to have to come around eventually, but until that time, I'm with Nakia. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it's, it's one of those things where well like of course akoya's gonna go with them she's the mm-hmm. she's a hero she's gonna go with the heroes mm-hmm. it's like no she's loyal to the wakanda and uh it's like, oh, wow like you're really getting into mm-hmm. some, some stuff like where where does your loyalty lie is it to the man is it to the throne is it to the country like yeah like that's that is is there more than one way to express your loyalty yeah there's more than that that there is uh because for akoya she was probably waiting she's biding her time for the moment when the country would need her to do exactly what she ended up doing um 10 yeah. 15 well 20 minutes later yeah. um yeah. which is raise raise up and, and fight but she she was playing the long game the best way she knew how which was as a, a defender and as a result she was able to be in on the discussions about you know, what they were going to do um but yeah there's more than one way to express loyalty i thought it was a really really not only was it really well, the scene was really well designed in that that moment, but the fact that it was two women talking about that, yeah. um, the movie already would would pass the Bechdel test quite easily. Um, yes, but that that yeah. moment I think stands above when you when you think about the other um, ensemble movies where it's typically just one 
female or two, you know, two females, like, they rarely interact. And these two women were very much driving the story, mm-hmm. even without Black Panther's presence with that conversation. So it was just, I, I, I'm a fan. Yeah, because at that point, they're operating on the assumption that mm-hmm. he is dead and gone. Yeah, so they've got to keep it moving. Right. So when, when they go up to the mountains, we find out he's alive! What? <laughs> T'Challa, they, like, they fished him out of the river, uh, and he's still alive. Uh, and of course, and uh, not to gloss over, uh, the uh, the other side of M'Baku yes. as, this, as this, this strange sense of humor that he has. <laughs> Very much the man in yes. charge. Like, you can, like, you can, totally comfortable with being the most powerful person in the room, you know? He's such an eccentric. <laughs> and loving it. Very eccentric. Yes. I never would have guessed that the two moments where he, where his lines, um, and not just when he, like, ooh, 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 over Ross, which is, you know, in uh-huh. some ways kind of unfortunate <laughs> because, you know, Ross isn't a colonizer, but what are you going to do? Uh-huh. <laughs> There's some history there. Um, but, yeah, he, he says, well, if you, if you say anything more, I'll feed you to my children. Just kidding. We're, we're vegetarian. Children, that was such a surprising joke. That I think that's why the reaction will always be the, in an audience will always be the same, and uh, then of course the are you done? Yeah, <laughs> are you done? Uh-huh. It was a very very touching reunion between yeah. uh, T'Challa and his. And he's just like he's so done. He's yawning, yeah. which is also classic Marvel humor. Again, there it fits the formula for sure. Yeah. He is great. The only uh, the thing I wish, like, because because eventually, you know, you know, spoiler alert, he comes back. Like he, the, you know, when T'Challa is, is then has his has his uh, spiritual moments mm-hmm. with his father, where basically he yells at all the Black mm-hmm. Panthers and says they were wrong. Oh, that's a power mm-hmm. play right there. Like basically, like yeah, I'm the king now. <laughs> you were wrong about everything because we get to see him. Cha- he gets to see him how much uh, Killmonger has gotten into his head, like how much he's changed his perspective, but. I would like to have known what it is that changed Mbaku's mind, or if he was just oh, like, you're talking about at the yeah, end. We'll just wait until the moment. <laughs> we'll, just like, yeah. we'll, just, we'll just roll up and wait, yeah, for, this, wait that... for the battle to happen. Then when it's going badly, that's when we'll show up and be awesome. <laughs> like I kind of would have liked to him to to say something like that, or because mm-hmm. it's like he's emphatically no, and all of a sudden yes, he's yes. It's like, but why? I agree. I think that was one of those. It was it was meant to play as a reversal. Yes, and I will be. I will be uh, honest. When I first saw it, I thought that Mbaku's tribe was going to be like decimated by Eric, oh. and that was going to be the punishment, the the moral punishment for not quote unquote moral punishment for uh, not joining against yeah. him. And uh, I was wrong. It was actually meant to be a reversal, and that they would come Deus Ex Machina style. And I agree. Yeah. A little right. bit more, even a subtle look. I mean, the look, let's be fair, anything that they would have done to justify would have given away that they were going to help. So I guess that's kind of the decision yeah. filmmakers have to make is, do you want it to be a surprise salvation moment? Or do you want to give enough details to the audience so that we can justify why he did what he did? Sometimes yeah. I, prefer, I prefer a little subtle or even a line that said, you know, where he would have agreed with them. Yeah. Something that would have... Right, exactly. Like, I'll always have things... I just want a line. I just want like one little, mm-hmm. just a throwaway thing of just like I wanted. To, I wanted you to feel desperate so mm-hmm. that I could come. Oh, you're saying even after the fact? Yeah, after the fact would have been great too. Even I was thinking of it yeah, beforehand, but yeah, yeah, after the fact would have been nice too. And maybe that's another one of those really good scenes. Even even a reprise of "We will not have it" would have been good right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so 
crazy, crazy battles. Yeah. <laughs> all sorts of stuff going on. There's there's Ross in the helicopter. There's Shuri with all of her her technology and, and her warrior gear uh, and uh, her convincing uh, Nakia <laughs> to put on the armor, even though she's not part of the Dora. Uh, like oh, and uh, where where Okoye's loyalties lie and uh, and, war, and rhinos. war rhinos. Like <laughs> there's, so, there's so much so much great stuff in here. And then and then it comes down mm-hmm. to of course uh, Panther versus Panther. Now if if like anything else, like I, I've everything else, I think has been minor minor quibbles. Like okay, like I, annoyance and stuff. Like the thing that the, the the my biggest complaint, my number one problem, and and I'm not alone in this because I found an article uh, that had the same kind of complaint is. Wow, what was going on with the CGI in the oh, last scene, the man? Like, <laughs> were they pressed for time? Yeah, oh, yeah the two. Black Panther, like this, is the ultimate moment. It's Panther versus Panther. It's like we've been leading up to this stuff. Like we know, we know that Killmonger is hurting, but he and crazy, but we know he's not entirely wrong. Like he's just been misled, or and we know that uh, T'Challa doesn't want to kill him, but he has to take back the throne. Like there's all this the great like tension stuff, and it yes. just becomes two CGI yeah. action figures. That's a shame. I, I know what you mean because in reality, it's like oh. <laughs> like I, it's a waste. Of it is, and and that's I think that's where the broader big studio uh, necessity kicks in, right? Because ideally, we would have all benefited, including the actors, from seeing their faces mm-hmm. as they fought, having that human touch. And yes. unfortunately, in big studio fashion, they went mm-hmm. with an expensive and unfortunately rather soulless. Uh, fight, fight yeah. scene that that ended up looking like uh, a video game. Yeah. Now, I did not participate in the uh, Civil War episode. Okay. I love Captain America. Mm-hmm. He's my man in more ways than mm-hmm. one. I'm a fan of Bucky. I'm a fan of that relationship, and I I enjoy the uh, the way that all of the characters come together. But I fi- I equate what happened in this final scene with the very tedious war uh, battle scene among all the characters in Civil War, which was well done, but also a bi- basically a big studio throwing $10 million, $10 million <laughs> at a sequence <laughs> because they can. <laughs> and so... <laughs> all right, I can see that. I, I didn't have a problem with that one just because it's, it, it's, it's, it's one of the first times that we've got to see them really cut loose and really go like full on and we can see everybody mm-hmm. using their powers in multiple ways. And there's a lot of like little bits along the way. So yeah, I, I see what you mean though. But yeah, this one, I guess my problem is like, I, 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 like you, you have the fall, they're fighting when they're falling. Okay, CGI all, all you want of that. You can't do that with real actors. But I, like they got to the bottom with the train and like, and like it was going to disable their suits. And I was like, Oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. It comes down to mano a mano again. And we get to see, you know, T'Challa mm-hmm. triumphing over this guy who had physically destroyed him earlier. It's just going to be them. It's just going to be two, nope. two guys. And we're going to get to see their faces of two. No, it was just like suits on, suits off, suits on, suits off. And it's like, every time the suits were on, it was just like, uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm, a, I know, I know that uh, like computer graphic imagery, like all this stuff. I know it's difficult. I know it's hard to make it look really mm-hmm. good, but we we saw it good in earlier in the movie, and we've seen it great in the rest of the stuff. Like, like even though you know his, his character model you know, gets a little a little weightless a lot of times during the thing, but when it comes down to in in this, it it really just 
takes all the tension out of it too because mm-hmm. you never really feel like there's yeah. any stakes going on because like you say it's 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 just like a video game going on so then you finally have the moment that you like you know he beats him it's mm-hmm. like oh okay and then their last scene together is so powerful and they're out of the suits like it's because you actually get to see yeah, the it's an interesting acting. choice and i think what we what what black panther may be is the um beginning of a I mean, you, you've talked about the phases of the timeline, but Black Panther, as, as you kind of intimated earlier with, with some of the uh, choices they've made, I feel like mm-hmm. that's a new a step in a different direction uh, for Marvel storytelling. And I hope that one of those choices long term is this notion of relying mm-hmm. um, less on CGI for situations, high stakes situations like this. It was it was perfect and well done of course done with great a great amount of practical effects during the car chase scene during yes. the casino but in this case it was it did take away from uh from what they had been building up to mm-hmm. all this time uh and, mm-hmm. and it did and so i i think that, you know who knows i i mean like i said i think it's a big studio choice i think it's yes. one of those we've got 10 15 million dollars to spend on this act three uh climax <laughs> And we're gonna do it, <laughs> and we're gonna. <laughs> to, to quote Matt Fraction, as I have multiple times with this podcast, uh, it happens because the genre demands the it. The genre demands it. Yes, that is a great quote and very much applicable to this, for better or worse. So, I mean, I think I think there's an opportunity though moving forward, and maybe we'll see it in a in a month as the time of this recording. In a month, we'll yeah. watch uh, Infinity Wars, and we'll see we'll see how they adjust that because yeah. that'll be a another one of those high stakes situations that require real human beings interacting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, there's a very good chance we're going to see some, uh, so the death toll rise, uh, but uh, it's like, they're going to have a long way to go. What's better? After, What's going to happen with faces? After Killmonger, we have a long yeah. way to go to make Thanos really think because it's like, oh man, if you, if you guys slide back into your Malakethia cursed and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Ronan the accuser phase, we're not going to let you do it. We right. will not have it. We will not have it. And unfortunately, it's too late. So if they made that decision yeah. to do that with this one, yeah. they're just going to have to suck it up and and, and accept the the conflict the the consequences of that. Um, but yeah. yeah. But if anybody can if, if anybody can I handle can it, it, it's the Russos. Like mm. it's the guys like from Winter oh, Soldier yeah. Yeah. to to Civil War, they know how to play the emotional stakes and do it with great action. So. All fingers crossed. Uh, but so coming off of the bat, the that the CGI thing in there, which I you know I think I don't think it would be on anyone's highlight reel when they're looking for work. Uh, you get to have like the emotional payoff of the whole thing of like uh, like T'Challa has has changed because of of Killmonger because uh, of of what he said what he what he taught him essentially but when he showed him. You're right. We we we've been going about this all wrong, and even so mm-hmm. much to say like be with me in this, like help me in this. And Kamanga like still is, is so in his, in his pain and stuff too. Mm-hmm. We can't even see that. It's like, no, I can't be a part of this. Like I can't even, I can't do that. and like, and you know, basically it and has that great, mm-hmm. great line about like bury me with at my sea. ancestors who, who knew that death was greater than or better than bondage. You know, with all the, Oh God. So yeah, great. That line. Yeah. I did not realize who jumped from the ships. Because it is a very powerful line. It's a dark line. And I didn't, I did not read into it as much as some people as I quote unquote, uh, black Twitter read into it. Apparently it was quite a discussion among people about the notion that those who didn't jump 
were not brave or those who didn't jump were not courageous. And I don't think that was the uh, intent of that line at all. Uh, no. And I didn't read it that way. But as people were talking about it, I thought it was interesting that it was interpreted. And it speaks to the, again, the depth of the message that's being con- in a single line. The people can pick it apart yeah. and have this feeling of, because it, it is it's rooted in our nation's history. So great, fantastic line. Um, yeah. Some somewhat crazy, apparently, but how it was delivered. But it shows his compulsive nature that he didn't even give T'Challa a chance to yes. to persuade him, that he didn't even give T'Challa a chance to promise that he wouldn't be locked up in a cell. Uh, he just took out the, what was it, a dagger and bled out. And um, yeah. someone said, very Shakespearean. Yeah, very, Shakespearean. very powerful moments, I'd say. And mm-hmm. uh, because I, I saw these, even though they're cousins, it very much felt like a brother dynamic you mentioned at the beginning. And uh, to see that, to see yeah. the opportunity yeah. taken away by uh, Eric's own hands. And yeah. I imagine probably informed from a writer's perspective, I'm sure for an actor's perspective, Chadwick Boseman, um, yes. will inform T'Challa moving forward uh, with every other decision that he makes. Yeah, I, I say the, the the first time I saw it, I was I was taken at that moment that was like such a powerful thing. And the second time I saw it, I actually cried. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. like I was like, cause like, like, oh man, like I really, really felt it the mm-hmm. second time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, it's a powerful was, it was amazing. Yeah, and 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 like you know, even though he, he did you know terrible, terrible things, everything he did affect change. Mm-hmm. He changed Wakanda. Yeah. Like he came home, and things are changing. Like so, we could see the, the there's an outreach program. Mm-hmm. That he's going to start like taking over the old building mm-hmm. and the other ones and starting something out there. Like Wakanda is reaching out to the yeah, world. Yeah, that speaks to the. Uh, the gentrification of it's like reverse gentrification yes. by them taking that building and rather than making it into a high rise with uh with you know yeah. mortgages that and rent fees that no person in that community could possibly yeah. afford they turn it into something that's going to give back yeah to the community. so yeah it's, it's, it's like the, even like you're talking about the the discussion that broke on twitter like the fact that a movie like this in just like a couple like multiple different points can spark these amazing conversations that's not about well clearly superman would be batman like it's it's <laughs> it's like do people are talking about history and relations mm-hmm. and and our place in the world and and like i mean the, the there's been sure there's been controversy and there's been heated dialogue, but like people are talking about ideas like mm-hmm. <laughs> they're really getting into it and like what is how do, how do we react to this how does this mean what does this mean for us i mean right. like i i've seen five or six different discussions spark off of different parts of it mm-hmm. uh that i got into it and it's like that's great keep talking like you know, <laughs> that's right? the best part about it let's, like, let's keep, think a little bit deeper yeah yeah and the fact and it that it's, the conversation it's a going after movie, you know can <laughs> can spark this thing is is like to shows you how far they've come mm-hmm. so and then okay then then of course then uh i also like the fact that uh, uh, what ryan kluger has said is basically marvel was like make your movie mm-hmm. You know, do it like do whatever you need to do. Like, don't worry about you know Infinity Stones. Don't worry about Captain America. Like, just make your movie as great as possible. They did not force oh, him to do anything. Nice, interesting. Like, and somewhere Edgar Wright is like, really, <laughs> really. Can't compare those apples to oranges, bro. Because you know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure he's like, me. Yeah. Oh. Well, that must be nice. That must be nice for Marvel. Just let you do whatever you want. 
it must be nice. Enjoy it. Yeah, and now I mean, shoot, he's he's probably got yeah. carte blanche to do whatever he wants with the other two movies. I think they got a three movie deal with yeah. Chadwick attached. I think so. And then yeah. I'd say the fourth will be when they transition to the new Black Panther, whoever that ends up being. Yeah, and yeah, and and if if you go by the, uh, the comic book, uh, Shuri yeah. has actually been the Black Panther for yeah. a time. So that was actually, and there's, I, I say there's no reason there can't, it can't be Black Panthers. That's true. It's true. She's, she's the one creating the suits. And if they find the, and you know, if they right. find that stupid heart shaped flower thing, she could just take some too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but with the, with the popularity of Shuri and given the fact that the comic book canon has already set that up, I think it's just a matter of when, not if, she becomes yeah. Black Panther. Yeah. I totally agree, and I, and like I think the fact that you could take you could pick any three characters from this and make a movie, and I would absolutely mm-hmm. go see it. Like any combination yeah. of them, great. Yeah. Well, I would say I, I do say Wakabi has some some penance to pay. Yeah, well, th- I, but I agree. I think, and but that oh, would be an interesting story. Redemption, like putting, story you know, like that. yeah, exactly. Or like you know they're they're doing something else, and he's along, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like, do we trust yep. him? Do we not? I mean. So uh, we, obviously we could talk about this this movie for for hours and hours, but uh, you know at some point we have to <laughs> we have to say enough is enough. So what are, what are your final thoughts on Black Panther? Um, that was a great great movie. Well done. I appreciate that Disney and Marvel gave Ryan Coogler the freedom to tell his story. I think that's great. Not many filmmakers in general get that freedom. Obviously, the conversation you know the first. Black filmmaker to make X amount of money, the first black cast. I mean, that's all that's all great and well and good. But I, I do appreciate that Black Panther is probably the start of a new era of uh, of filmmaking. And not just for black filmmakers, but for many other filmmakers of color. And, and as a screenwriter, uh, you and I both, it's always like, where do we get our foot in the door, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> any anything that the big movies like Black Panther can do for us little guys down the road is always wonderful. Yeah, and I I really hope that that this this opens up not only like uh, a a change in superheroes, but also just like ways of telling the story too. I mean, like there's there's so many things that can that can come out of this. Of it's not enough that it's it's a it was a success as a black film. Right. Like it was four quadrants. This is like every like everybody like it hit every demographic. It was like great. Right. So I think that from that just and and the next what comes after that is after after you cross the the B word you get to hit a billion you can say more please, more please. like okay clearly this is what we yes, want yes. like this right and, here <laughs> give us more of that yeah for sure so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how MCU continues because you know you're you talk again about phase three of the timeline um, I'm curious to see what the the other phases continue to look like. Yeah, I, I think I think a, I think our conversation will be very different uh, after the next one after we've seen what they're doing in Infinity War because I have Infinity War. I think is really going to be a game changer. I think we're going to see a, a very oh, very yeah. different universe in there, and I and I, I fully expect Black Panther to be sort of the new Captain America of it too. Like like I think he'll be the one mm-hmm. uh, almost carrying the torch. Because I, I have, I'm getting a feeling that a lot of the what we what we consider the old guard, <laughs> your your Iron Man, your Thor, your Captain America, they might not make it out of that next. Yeah, one in terms of the new universe, that's the thing. There's going to be a lot of mourning in May, the end of April. May. That's going to be a yes. lot of geek yes. tears. So everybody, prepare. Yes. I think our, we're going to have a, we're going our podcast might be more. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
So everybody just needs to be prepared if you are if you are a fan. That's right. <laughs> like I'm preparing myself for serious serious uh, adjustments. Right. So that that will lead to our to our next uh, and final episode. Uh, so gird your loins and screw your courage to the sticking place because uh, our next uh, episode will be Avengers: Infinity War, uh, and everything will change. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was our, our conversation about Black Panther. I, it was a, a fantastic movie. I, I've seen it twice. I'm, I'm planning on seeing it many many times more. It could easily have gone so wrong, and they they seem to have made almost every single decision right. Very hard to do. Uh, and that's that's very rare, and so I I can't wait to see. More. So give us more Marvel. Um, so thank you, Cassandra, for joining me for Thanks this. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was great to have you along. It's also nice to have another screenwriter, so I can uh, I can throw around <laughs> these these terms about and you understand what I'm talking <laughs> sure. about. So all right, well thank you guys for for listening. Um, uh, we'll be back uh, next time for uh, for the end of the this cycle of Marvel Universe and the end of this podcast. So uh, we will uh, we'll see you there and. Uh, Thank you to uh, Engineer Alice. Uh, all the professionalism comes from her. All the mistakes are my own. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you uh, further on up the road. You've been listening to the Road to Infinity podcast brought to you by Legible Scrawl. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or even at our website at www.legiblescrawl.com. We'll see you further on up the road. <laughs>